0: I'm R.A. Schwartz, along with my co-host Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Today, we got more free agency for you. our show, please consider joining our Patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month. You can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. Today, we got free agency talk coming your way. Yes, we'll talk rumors. Yes, we'll talk fits. Yes, we'll talk about, you know, comments about what's best for players. Obviously, we don't know what's best for players, and they might not even know themselves sometimes. But heck, this is WNBA free agency, and uh, it's time to start chatter. Let's go real quick, Rachel. We broke three Big stories, in my opinion, three of the biggest free agency stories so far during the free agency period of 2020. Copper Bonner and Astew, all three of them free agents in their own regard, and uh, I think it's time to have a little discussion on them. As we broke earlier uh, this week, Kalea Copper is a restricted free agent, and so what that means is anything that another any team can can send her an offer. But Chicago has final say of whether or not they're going to match that. Um, it's as we reported. She's very happy in Chicago, but she is hearing, you know, what the other teams have to offer. But at the end of the day, at least in my opinion, I, I think it's it's safe to say when you have a player who's that happy in such an up and coming young roster, yeah, I, I I always tend to say that they'll stay versus they'll go. Um, then uh, another big one is Astu. As everyone knows, uh, to me, she's a one name player, but she's also a restricted free agent, but she's an interesting one, not necessarily in whether or not she's happy or not happy. But if you just look at, if uh, you know, shameless plug, Winsider has a great WNBA free agency tracker. Um, if you look at it, you'll notice a lot of free agents and what's going to end up happening because they have Courtney Van Der Sloot and Allie Quigley as unrestricted free agents. They're going to be putting a lot of money into them. And they also have to think to the future. With this young team that they have and getting some money. You know, Diamond's gonna cash out in a couple years. So you kind of have to plan in advance. So I think a stew could kind of be one of those players who another team offers her big money, possibly even guarantee money. Remember, six players on the roster get a guaranteed contract. And she might be one of those players who uh you know gets a big offer from another team and says, Hey, Let's try that out. It's my time to to get that bag, as they say. Uh, and the last, <laughs> and possibly the biggest, Rachel. I'll let you take that one away, Duanna Bonner.
1: Uh, Duanna Bonner. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the 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 first thing we need to talk about with uh, these players are how sought after they are, um, and, and they're all very different. Um, I think, you know, you you talk about. Copper, who, you know, a lot of teams need pieces that can fit in with anything. They need that versatility. They need length. You know, they, they need um, athleticism and de- 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 defensive ability uh, from a versatility standpoint. And, and Copper has played exceptionally well these last couple of years. I, I love her game. She's one of my favorite players to watch. She seems to buy in and fit into, at least from what I've been able to tell, any system uh, we talk about a stew, same with her. I mean, had a great year last year. That's someone who is extremely sought after uh, with, with a lot of teams and, and should be, you know, she, she's really coming into her own and playing exceptionally well. Again, a piece that can fit into a lot of systems, a lot of versatility there. Um, and then we get to dwana Bonner, which, I mean, there was a point last year in 2019, we were talking about Bonner is you know, the leading MVP candidate um, you know, and, and I know you and I are a huge fan of her. I love her game. I, I think she's playing arguably at points last year at the peak of her career. So, um, Bonner is in, in my opinion, versatility at its finest in a lot of ways and her ability to face up and stretch the floor and what she can do and kind of, you know, that, that positionless basketball from her standpoint. But, uh, yeah, Bonner, you know, look, looking to potentially make a, uh, uh, A move from Phoenix Mercury. And that's interesting Um, at this point of her career. I think we could speculate a lot of reasons as to what that could be or why, or um, kind of where she's looking to go. Uh, But I think it's safe to say that any team in the league would be interested in bringing her to their team. I know if I'm a GM, I'm doing everything I can to get a Dewana Bonner on my roster. So I I think it's safe to say that she's going to be able to um, be very selective in terms of what, where her next team is.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And and as we'll get into a little bit later in this episode, I do think that she's one of those players that can take a bottom-of-the-pack team to a middle-of-the-pack or take a middle-of-the-pack team to conversations of contention or take a team that's in conversations of contention and really put them as the uh, presumpted you know, favorite, as it were. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll get into that later. A question that I want to pose to you and I'll give my answer second. Um how many years does Joanna Bonner have left? And and when I say that it's a two-part question. How many top talent years? Because if you ask me, she is a top 3 to top 5 player in this league. If you drop her past top 5, I will slap you. Um she and, and to me in in no specific order, it's Stewie Bonner and EDD. Again, no specific order, so don't shame me on that, Rachel. Um, I, and it's also funny just because they have such a similar skill set um, and style and positioning. But talk to me, how many years of, of, of top quality ball and how many years left in the league?
1: you know, it's, it, that's a hard one. You know I mean? We look at like players like Sue Bird. It's like, she's got another 10 years in her. It feels like, um, Dwana Bonner seems like she's in exceptional shape. I mean, she's like a superwoman. So it's hard for me to answer that question, but just from an outsider's perspective and a, a coach's eye, and you just kind of look at, you know, at 32 years old, um, I would say she's got four to five years left in the league. Um, three to four of those being, um, at least three being, you know, top level basketball. Uh, good is if you, as if you would say that, that would be my guess. Um, I could be being a little bit, um, uh, gracious on that. Uh, but I just really think that she has some superhuman qualities to her and the way she plays. Um, she's not your average 32 year old in, in the WNBA and she's done a fantastic job of taking care of herself and uh that shows and last year the the way we watched her play at 31 32 in 2019 I mean she was one of the best players in the league so um I think it's easy to say she has at least three to four years of really good basketball left in her
0: yeah no I mean I I view it slightly differently no surprise Rachel and I don't see eye to eye on this I I would say (laughs) i would say um i do see her as and it's it sounds ridiculous when you when you list her age but i i think we're gonna see four to six more years from her um and it really depends on when that drop off of top tier game kind of falls off and then that's really going to be a decision maker for her um but with that being said it's kind of crazy i would say two to three more years of top level play um now, that being said, I also think, and obviously, I'm a guy who doesn't have any children and knows nothing about this. So I'm completely out of my element. So shame me about this. But I do think like, after giving birth, we saw a fight and a drive from her that we didn't necessarily see before that. And that just gives me more and more incentive to say that she could play six more years right. in this league. Um, Obviously, God willing, she stays healthy. But like, that's just the fight and, and kind of that, that push that I've seen in the past couple of years from her that has blown me away and made me, you know, the, the one of the biggest members of her hype train.
1: <laughs> I am too. I, I am too. I want to, I want her to play another 15 years. So, I mean, that, that's a huge question mark at this point, but if we're just, if you take a step back and you take the personality out of it and you just look at numbers, that's kind of really the only thing I'm basing it on. So, um, I, like I said, I, I, I I really feel like she has some superhuman qualities to her. I I really mean that um, from a competitive and athletic standpoint that I think she could do this for a a really long time. So anyway, next topic. Let's go.
0: Next topic. (laughs) Potential fits for Chicago Sky's free agents. And then the reason we're talking about them specifically is, I don't know if you noticed, but two of the three people that we talked about in our breaking news segment are from the Chicago Sky. Uh, so, but we're gonna add a few more to it. Obviously, we're not gonna talk about Quigley, we're not gonna talk about Vanders. like th- there's no reason to talk about them. I would be shocked and jump in a frozen lake if they're not with the Chicago side this the Chicago sky this coming season. So Sky fans calm down. I don't think they're going anywhere. Let's start off with Dulson. Um, and we're not talking about you know, what we're hearing or anything like that. We're just talking about ideal fits for their style of play. Um, and when I look at Dolson, honestly, there's only one, maybe two teams that stick out in my mind and the team like first and foremost, that just sticks out based on the roster and style of play. Obviously there's some question marks on what they're going to do in the future, Dallas wings and Rachel, I'm curious, uh, what your thoughts are and where Dolson can fit.
1: I think that, I think that's a good fit. Um, I haven't thought much about this since you posed the question right before we started recording. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, kind of quickly give my, my initial thoughts, but yeah, I could see
0: gut reactions with Rachel. Yeah.
1: I, I, I could see Dallas, um, and kind of the way she can stretch the floor and the way she shoots the ball, you know, that their, their need for size. Um, I could see potentially Indiana um, and kind of whatever direction they're going to build with this young team, bringing some veteran size in there. Uh, those are kind of the two that come to mind with me. Um, that's all I got.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, Kayla Alexander is an interesting one. Cause I think she's the type of player that could really fit on a lot of different rosters, but I don't, right. Like she really, she really could, but I don't think that she's getting, I don't think she pulls the attention of like a team being like she could fit anywhere and we really want her to fit with us, which I I think is sad and, you know, disheartening uh, if you're a huge fan of her. But honestly, I could see her. I I don't think there's a team that I'm just like, no, she can't play with. No,
1: I agree. I think Um, she can
0: fit all 12. Yeah, right. We could could have probably also left that (laughs) off. I'm not saying she can be a starter on any of these teams, but I do think that like coming off the bench – she is a solid player that could really do damage for a variety of teams. She, like you were saying, a lot of play a lot of teams are looking for keys or, or looking for role players or for looking looking for specific things, um, but not necessarily looking for that big splash in the water. And I think she kind of fits that. Uh let's talk about Copper. For me, teams that stick out and, and call me crazy and whatnot, but Vegas, Seattle, and Phoenix are kind of the teams. That jump out to me. Obviously, there's other teams that I think she would fit fine on. Um, As we reported, I think there's like six teams interested in her. That being said, to me, I'm not even saying that these are three teams that are part of those six teams. I'm just saying, I just think her style of play could be quite, quite uh, spotlighted, as I like to say and make up random phrases. With those three teams, what about you? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I,
1: I think you have to add really Minnesota into that. That's probably my top oh, yeah. one for her and, and her fit um, and style of play. I, that would be a, a really good match in my book.
0: Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I mean, I, I there was someone on Twitter. I think it was Ben... Uh, was it Ben
1: W? Ben W. Shout out Ben W.
0: Shout out to Ben W. He had a good point just of her being a little bit more of a wing um and and kind of playing in a position that they do have some depth i think it's easy and this isn't me coming at you rachel so i apologize it sounds like that um i do think i don't view her as like a true point guard or a true you know i i at least the way i look at her is more two three um for those who who understand what that means more so than a one two maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm crazy. That's just how I view it, um, and I think the Lynx are more in desperate need of a 1-2. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also obviously has effects of if, if uh, Zandy's coming back and, and a plethora of other things. Let's talk about a stew. Now, stew is a hot commodity, a hot topic, because I think she's almost like a Demiris Dantis of last year, where you know, similarly, Minnesota was able to steal her because Atlanta couldn't match a guarantee contract and offer up as much money necessarily, and and I think AStu could could possibly be a player like that. I think AStu is the type of player who, um, and we're going to get into this in a moment when we talk about Bonner, but she's the type of player that can really harness a team because if you look at the, some of the top teams in this league, you have DC that has you know the three towers of Emma, EDD, um, and uh, Latoya Sanders. And then you go over to Seattle, which has the two towers with Howard and Stewie, Um, and then Phoenix, (laughs) which probably won't have their towers anymore, of uh, BG and Bonner. Um, And you kind of start to look and you realize that, like, you need the ability to match up. Like, a Stew going to a Connecticut team and pairing up with John Quell, I, like, For me, that's almost the last thing missing for a Connecticut team to really become the favorite to really take that next leap is having the ability. This isn't any shade towards uh, Alyssa Thomas. I just think, you know, having Alyssa Thomas in a position where you have a little bit more flexibility and she's not undersized could be a huge benefit for this team in a championship run this season. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I agree with all your points. I mean, you, you talk about the, the size of a stew at 6'5", uh, the length, the versatility. You know, and this is a player who's, um, you know, she, she's been in the league since 2014, played on and off, been in there for a total of four seasons. But if we look at what she did in 2019, everything is trending upwards. You know, she's kind of hitting that peak of her career where, you know, she's really – um, playing with a ton of confidence and, and then you talk about a rim protector, you know, we talk about the size and the length that that one that is extremely hard to come by. And then all the teams that are going to compete for a championship in this league have to have that type of rim protector or to some degree on the interior. And so she brings that, um, maybe not as dominant as we talk about, you know, BG or, you know, Liz Cambage or, you know, other, other things like that. But she has a certain, at, she's, she's agile, she's athletic. Um, and I just, you look at the way she's played and everything has trended upwards. Um, everything that she's doing from a scoring standpoint, from a minute standpoint, from a confidence standpoint, her shooting percentage has continued to increase. So, you know, if I'm a GM and I'm looking at her and everything that comes with her, it's like, man, this is a huge piece of the puzzle that can, we can play a number of different ways um, and like you said I mean to, to your point it, it really does help elevate any team in this league to that next level that that's exactly why she is so sought after right now
0: yeah uh, you know hey when you agree with me I, mean, <laughs> I think that's quite wise um, all right let's talk about we're gonna talk about a few players who we feel could really bump a team from to a title favorite or to a team that's in title contention. And we're going to start with the obvious, and I think, you know, in my opinion, I've stressed this leading up to the free agency period um, and and everything more. Um, Duana Bonner. I I think any team she goes to is going to be a huge addition, but that being said, I do think there's a few teams that she makes a a much bigger jump for them. The first team that comes to mind in the, the idea of going from you know, not a contender to being a contender or being in contention is Minnesota. And the reason I say that is because as much as I've harped on the thought of of BG kind of clogging it, um, I do think her with, you know, with this young Lynx roster and just pairing her with the likes of Sylvia Fowles is scary. And you know me, I am much higher on Sylvia than I am on BG. So I think that would put them into contention just to have two top players in this league on the same roster. The other team, Las Vegas. I mean, just imagine her, Asia, uh, McBride, or Plum. Uh, I mean, obviously, one of them would likely have to go. And then also with Liz Cambage, I mean, that is just a scary (laughs) sight that says, hey, watch out, D.C., we're coming from you. Um, And then, yeah, Connecticut Sun. I keep bringing them up because having another tall, athletic player can do so much for them because i think we saw in the finals one of their biggest issues was when emma came in and when you had those big three and how are you going to combat that when you have your one big and then you have Alyssa thomas who is amazing freak of nature super skilled player but i mean what are you going to do there uh it just size and and height is just a huge issue there um anybody else that sticks out for you when it comes to Duana.
1: Well, I love your point about Connecticut. I think if Bonner were to end up in Connecticut, they, they immediately become my preseason favorite. <laughs> um, I think in my mind because I think that's a missing piece that they don't have. Um, I don't know if that's possible. Um, we're we're just speculating, guys. I'm not trying to drop any any um, hints or anything. We we literally we are we just speculating at this point. So, um, like that that's an example of me of you know uh, Bonner goes from one place to instant instantly takes we're, we're already going to talk about Connecticut as being a top two team um, instant contender, but that, that takes her in my opinion to a favorite. Um, I, I really think she'd be a f- phenomenal fit in Chicago. I think she'd be a phenomenal fit in Minnesota. I think the, the fit in Minnesota is eerily um, good. You know, I think that would just be really fun to watch. I have no idea if it would happen. I think a place like Dallas, um, you know, as, as, as they're building, the franchise there and they're, they're Brian Agler is, you know, trying to get all these pieces in order. They, they need size. Um, they're, they're, you know, obviously we've talked about Skylar Diggins and it's to be determined what's where she's going to go and what's going to happen there. Uh, but, but bringing in like a, a franchise type player, a name, a vet, someone who's won a championship to an organization like Dallas would be a huge shot in the arm. I don't think you could talk about that as saying, okay, now they're a contender. They're not, but they're now going from a bottom part of the league to, you know, middle to upper part of the WNBA with, with the addition of Bonner. So I'm curious to see, you know, like I said, we could go through all these teams and, and, and really break down where Bonner would fit. She, she could, fit anywhere. And if anyone's not going after her, I think they're crazy. Um, But those are the ones to me, like I think in that group that we just mentioned, it's going to have to be one of those that makes the most sense. I think it's just going to come down to Bonner agreeing to the right place. And at this point in her career, what is it that she wants? Does she want money does she want a championship does she want to be the go-to player um is it location-based you know th- those are questions that we don't know um as outsiders looking in and uh I can tell you what though it's, <laughs> it's gonna be uh this is gonna be the biggest news of the free agency for sure
0: I agree and I like that you were talking about Skylar and Dallas and that's a perfect segue to Skylar Dickens Smith uh the teams that come to my mind is first on the list Minnesota Again, I don't think they become a title favorite, but I do think you have to talk about them in contention if Skyler goes there because, for me, the biggest issue uh, regarding Minnesota is the inability to get the ball to sill down low. We saw that the guards were not able to do that. Skyler has shown that she has that ability to do it with bigs um, at, throughout her whole career and and having a big name like that and someone who can put up points and someone who, I don't know how I can say this with a straight face, but I will. Skyler Diggins-Smith is underrated and in her past seasons in the W, I think should have been an MVP discussion, but was not. Another team in my mind is Las Vegas. You put Skyler there, no offense to Kelsey Plum or any of the other players over there. I just think, you know, if, if you can get that trade, if you can get that movement, that would be great for them and kind of upgrade them. Not to say that Kelsey Plum might, that might you know, is never going to be as good as Skyler, but I think currently for 2020, I think it would. Also, crazy, but might be amazing. Imagine... Chelsea Gray and Skylar Diggins on the same team together with that star-studded roster in L.A. I mean, talk about being a title favorite. And also Phoenix. Um, Phoenix, for years, has been trying to find a good starting point guard. Um, And and obviously, you put her on that roster. Now, whether or not Bonner's there, that adds another wrinkle into this theory. But still, I think you add her there with BG, BG with uh, Diana Taurasi kind of on her last leg uh, and with some of the other young players that they have. And you got to start talking about them, not about title favorite necessarily, but definitely contention. Uh, Rachel, any other team I didn't list there that you think Skyler would? uh, No,
1: I, I think I would throw in Atlanta. Oh, um, Yeah, we haven't talked about them. They're like, they're like really flying out of the radar. Like nobody's talking about some of this stuff with Atlanta. Of course, I know we're going to get to Angel here in a little bit. But um, Atlanta is a team that I think kind of needs to shake up the roster quite a bit after last year needs to really undergo some big time changes as you guys hear my dog chewing on its squeaky toy in the background. Um anyway uh so I would maybe throw that in there but but I, I agree like talking about LA talking about Vegas talking about Phoenix really exciting to think about um you know Skylar in any of those places and and I I have to imagine at this point in her career she wants to be in a place like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the last one uh before we sign off for the day and this might be a hot take but you know they call me hot take Arya. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um Shakita Strickland. Um and the reason I say that is because what we saw from the top teams in this league this past year is for the most part, the ability to shoot it from deep. Um And I, I know everyone likes to talk about how she was the weakness on Connecticut's defense and blah, blah, blah. And all that jazz. I'm high. I used to hate on Shaquina all the time. And she shut me up with her game. I think it was two years ago.
1: I love, I love me some Shaquina Strickland. She is
0: do. just a straight <laughs> baller. You throw her on Minnesota yeah. and obviously like, yeah, I'm a little bit biased. I'm originally from Minnesota, so I, I'm not going to lie about that. I'm upfront. I'm, I'm honest about that. Um, you know, Maybe saying all these players going to Minnesota puts them in discussion of contention. I don't think necessarily any of these players make I – I do not think Minnesota will be a title favorite coming this season. But could they be in talks of contention, you know, on the outside rim of contention? I think so if you get a couple big names. Adding Shakina, a big body, a big frame, a big shooter, a big time shooter, uh, does it for me. Las Vegas, adding her. I mean, her from three, adding that to Las Vegas' arsenal, I think would be ridiculous. Might even put them to title yeah. favorite. Um, throwing her to, to L.A. I mean, again, L.A., I think, needs to shoot more threes. I don't think necessarily they're in search of her um, or, or her mm-hmm. position, but I think also her. And then uh, Phoenix, again, I mean... I'm just repeating stuff, but uh, Seattle also, her going to Seattle, I think, um, could be good. People are looking at me like I'm crazy. Seattle doesn't need anything. Stewie's coming back. Sue's coming back. All that jazz. I would not be surprised if we saw them move to get a nice wing uh, before this season hits.
1: I'm just going to say ditto because you, you did such a great job of breaking that down.
0: Hmm, snapped. <laughs> uh, we don't have to say anything more after that we believe the players of the w and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis with that in mind please consider joining our patreon community to help support us in the hard work that we do we did just release a detailed a very in-depth detailed cal- uh, blah, salary cap for each team in the league exclusive for patreon subscribers so subscribe now and get that and Our guy, our graphics guy, the graphic god, will make you a custom WNBA graphic for your favorite team or player. Have a great one.